Hello everyone, welcome to one more podcast of the Athletic School. Today, our guest speaker, Angela Barassi, former softball player, now embarking on a fitness journey where she shares a little bit of her thoughts, ideas, and workout. Angela, thanks so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited. Awesome. Um, well, the first question I have for you is, um, if he doesn't challenge you, doesn't change you what what does that mean to you so that quote means a lot to me it's uh definitely likes to challenge me from my comfort zone it's actually in my bio on my instagram on my fitness page it's the first thing i want people to see and i want people to realize that if they're scared to do it or if they don't know how to do it if it doesn't challenge them then it's not going to change them in the end mm-hmm I agree 100%. Um, mm-hmm. And I mean, in another podcast uh, with the guys from the Keep Going podcast, you, you talk a little bit about your your journey on, on softball, how you decided to to stop playing and some of the things you were, you were going through. Um, mm-hmm. So tell me a little bit about that process, that decision to uh, stop playing softball. Yeah, so... Um... I was a 2020 high school graduate, so I went into college already during COVID. So it we um, our school was half full. It was only athletes and then people that needed to be there. It was like a ghost town, basically. And I never really got that college experience that everyone talks about freshman year. I mean, we wore masks. I think that entire year I had two classes in person. Everything else was online. Uh, we had to practice outside for a little bit. I mean, we practiced anyways, but uh, we had to, like, we couldn't be very close to each other. We had to make sure we were six feet apart. It just, it was a very unnatural situation. We didn't have any fall games, and it was very hard going mm-hmm. through that and, like, entering, like, something that's supposed to be, like, very exciting in your life to become, like, very depressing. So that was a struggle in and of itself. And then sophomore year came and it definitely started to pick up, but I was still trying to catch up from my freshman year. I was still trying to get in a certain groove, like trying to find my footing. And that was just hard. I mean, I definitely had my teammates. My coaches are awesome. I still talk to them to this day. They still text me all the time. So I'm still very close with them. Um, so sophomore year kind of started getting normal and just trying to like find your footing in a situation you weren't even familiar with. Like, it's just not, it was, it wasn't ideal. Mm-hmm. So then, um, I was diagnosed with depression, anxiety, uh, beginning of my sophomore year. I just, I was going through a lot. I just like could not get out of this funk in my head. I couldn't, I couldn't find the right groove. And then uh, when junior year hit, um, I definitely had hit rock bottom because you, as athletes, we are trained to tell ourselves that like, you know, fake it till you make it, which I absolutely hate that quote with a burning passion. I don't think that you should fake it until you make it, because if you do that, you're just going to burn yourself out. You're going to drive yourself into the ground. So if anyone's listening and they've been told that, do not listen to that. <laughs> it's not a good advice. Um, and, you know, as athletes, like we have to train ourselves to 
be the best, uh, to be the best out there, be the best we can be. And just that mindset just started to become who I was and just started to take over everything. You know, I couldn't separate myself from my sport to my life outside of softball, which became a struggle. And I started to realize that junior year that like everything I did outside of softball, like was strictly for softball. So it start uh, last summer, I had gone through a lot with my personal life and it kind of made me like, I had to step away from the sport for certain reasons. And in August, I realized that, oh my gosh, I have to go back to school. I have to like start playing again and all that anxiety and just that pressure was starting to come. And I started to realize that like, it just wasn't worth it anymore. You know, I should have said that like, oh yes, like school's coming. Like I get to play, like I'm really excited. And that was just not my initial reaction. And that's when I realized that I needed to have a talk with my parents. And I was like, this is just not for me anymore. It's just not worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure it's something that kind of builds up. You know, it's not something that happens uh, all of a sudden, right? Mm-hmm. It's something that happens a little bit every day until it gets to a point that you just can't handle anymore. Right. Um, but but do you feel like there was something that triggered you, like in that junior year, that you said like, okay, I cannot do anymore? I don't think it was more of like a trigger. I think it was more of like me realizing that like it wasn't who I was anymore, that playing softball just wasn't like there's no desire to like continue playing anymore. So mm-hmm. I don't think there was like one specific thing. I think it was me just like kind of looking back on like how I felt and everything I did and it just wasn't wasn't it was more of a realization. If that makes sense. Yeah. Don't don't get me wrong. I I do miss the sport. Like I miss playing and everything. But like looking back to who I was in August, I think I would make that decision again for myself. And um, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people go through through all of that and they have a hard time realizing that Mm -hmm. the sport might be the problem. Um, Did did you do anything different that made you realize? Like, uh, did you, I don't know, listen to a podcast? Uh, did you read a post on Instagram or something like that that kind of kind of light up a light in your head and like, oh my God, yes, that's that's not who I am anymore? Um, I don't think it was like a specific thing that like I listened to or something that um, I did. Um, I did listen to KG Podcast. Uh, they are awesome. Give them a listen. I did an interview with them and they're great people. And listening to those other people's story, I think, is what made me continue to play junior year, that I wasn't the only one out there that was struggling. But I think after my junior season and just kind of looking back at like what I missed, what I could have done, and it was more of like, me thinking that like there's more out there than like just softball Mm -hmm. you know like I I put 16 years of my life into that sport I did travel for nine years I did high school you know anything you can think of I did I did every individual showcase you can think of I was on a showcase team you know I 
I gave a lot to that sport. Um, I wouldn't regret it. I would do it all over again. But um, I definitely thought it was time for me to start exploring like other things that are out there before I end my college career. Mm -hmm. Um, and what's your relationship with softball nowadays? Like, do you 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 mentioned that you miss it, but mm -hmm. like, how much do you miss? Um, can you can you watch a softball game and, and still enjoy? How is that relationship nowadays? Um, well, softball season is coming up, so I guess we'll <laughs> find out how <laughs> I feel when watching a game. But um, I definitely do, you know, get kind of like. You know, a little sad sometimes when I see like a old picture of me like playing and things like that. Um, but those are like really good memories that I have with myself. And I definitely have to thank softball for that. I think uh, the sport and I definitely have a deeper understanding, if that makes sense, on like how much it means to me. And don't get me wrong, I will probably go back, you know, who knows, maybe I'll go back coaching, but for the time being, and just for like the next year, like I just definitely needed to step back. I needed that break. A hundred percent. Yeah. I was going to ask you about, about coaching. Um, cause I'm <laughs> sure people could, could benefit from your experience, you know, because I feel <laughs> like, um, you know, some coaches are helpful. Some coaches are just not helpful just because they don't have the knowledge. They don't have the understanding uh, what athletes need nowadays. Yeah. Um, and I feel like it's almost like our duty to go mm -hmm. back and kind of like help those athletes. Um, yeah, but... maybe later down the line. But for right now, like I think this year means softball need a break. <laughs> Of course, for sure. Um, and did you have any experiences with other people that was going through the same things you were going through? Um, well, everyone has different experiences and different uh, situations. So I definitely know people that were struggling more than I was. I know people that were starting to um, get into that, you know, that bad groove of like softball is everything or like, It doesn't even have to be softball. It can be like whatever sport you are playing, like that be starts to become like everything you are. And, you know, it's sad, like kind of watching it from the outside, but like that person also needs to realize it for themselves that, you know, that eventually like your sport, you're going to stop your sport. Like eventually you will stop playing. You'll, you know, walk off the court for the last time. You'll hang up the cleats for the last time, you know. Um, So I definitely have seen like people that are like in worse positions, but are still playing. Some people are in better positions than I was. Um, it really just depends on the culture of the team. It depends on the coach. It depends on the girls or the guys, you know, whoever, whatever team you're on. So I think everyone is a, a little different when it comes to that. For sure. Um, would you change anything? in your experience playing softball? And if you do, what would you change? I I wouldn't change a thing. You know, every, every, my, when I think back, I think everything happens for a reason. So everything that had played out was supposed to play out in that scenario. So I, I wouldn't go back and change a thing. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yeah, I, I like that. Um, <laughs> and 
I mean, something that I I kind of like uh, wanted to to focus and hear what you have to say about it. It's like mental health and mm-hmm. especially in female athletes, because I feel like uh, guys and girls they they have different ways to um, to deal with it, you know. Um, so what what do you believe to be the main issue when it comes to mental health when we talk about female athletes? Um, and how can we support each other? I think, um, you, you know, I've been like a huge mental health advocate for a long time. And I think like a lot of issues that I see is that um, it's not talked about like a lot. Like in the last like year or two, like it's starting to become like kind of like a conversation to be had. But this conversation should have started like a very long time ago. And I think that stigma that like of, uh, you know, like talking about like there's a problem in the how these sports are wiring the players and everything. And I think that if we just support people that are, you know, starting to reach out and starting to talk about their experiences, if we just support like what they're saying, I think it would start to be resolve some issues. Mm-hmm. Um, do you feel like uh having a female coach would be more helpful for as a, as a female athlete? I don't think, I don't think so. I don't think it depends on, you know, if the coach is male or female, I think the coach just has to be extremely supportive and understanding of, you know, their players. You can't, you know, nowadays you can't just like scream and yell at players. I mean, that might, that might work for, you know, some people, some people are, you know, they learn from that, but I I don't think it matters on, you know, if you have a male coach or a female coach, I think it's more of like, is this coach gonna support me and, you know, uh, shape me to the best human being I can be, shape me to the best player I can be. Uh, I think that's more important that um, those qualities the coach should have. Mm -hmm. Um, And when you decided to stop playing, uh, were you criticized by someone, by I don't know, someone on the coach, coaching staff, or other players, or someone people were supporting you? How, how was that? People were supportive. You know, people understood my situation. Uh, some knew a little more deeper than others, um, but every everyone was supportive. You know, uh, the players were supportive. Uh, coaches, uh, friends that weren't even on. Uh, the team were supportive. My family was. So uh, I was very lucky to have that uh, support system. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Um, and when you decided uh, to stop, I'm sure that was like a, almost like enough for you to go to get get back on track on <laughs> your mental health, I'm sure. But was there anything else you did to kind of like uh, be healthy again, mentally talking? Um, yeah, so I started uh, going to therapy over the summer, and I'm I'm still going to therapy. And, um, you know, she's been helping me and everything. Um, so definitely that has helped. Um, I know um, a lot of people, like, don't really like therapy. You know, it's kind of like either like it or you don't. Um, so another thing that um, I really liked was journaling. Journaling has been very helpful just kind of like 
uh, you know, my mind starts just like racing of like all these thoughts, you know, just like kind of like writing it down and kind of seeing it just has like helped me. So. A hundred percent. Yeah. No, I feel like journaling uh, helps a lot, especially when, especially nowadays, because we don't, we have so much thoughts in our heads and it's so hard to keep track of what's what, what is good, what's bad, what is yeah. real. So mm-hmm. I think uh, we should do that more. And honestly, I do it, but I think I should do it more and I can benefit from, from that uh, even more. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't do it like every single day just because I read some days are like, you know, pretty repetitive. But like, you know, if I start to like, I don't know, like start thinking out of like control, that's when I'm like, okay, I need to sit for a sec. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Um, and what what's what's now? What's the future for you look like? What do you what are some, you know, goals you have? Uh, um, you are still in school right yeah. but you aren't playing anymore um, no, so, but you still have the the instagram page which you are sharing uh workouts some of your thoughts and, and everything um and so tell me a little bit of what you expect for the future so i i'm on track to graduate in the spring so i'll be getting my bachelor's in communication um and i would get my minor in public relation um i'm planning on going to get my master's in sports management so i'm doing the applications for some schools right now so that's kind of in the the near future for me right now just kind of setting myself up for success i got some um internship interviews coming up so i'm very excited about that um you know just kind of trying different things that like i now have time for that um it's making me very excited so yeah um i think uh, something that like i see you working out and working mm-hmm. out without being forced to work out i think that's just yeah a game changer, you know yeah definitely working on your own versus working out because of a package it's a, quite different but uh I, I do like it because i can like you know change the workouts if i want to i can adjust to uh the day or you know anything so yeah mm-hmm. it's definitely you know even though i'm still working out and you know i lift when i played you know it's uh two different workouts so For different sure. <laughs> um to kind of wrap it up uh one of the questions that i always ask uh or my, my guest speaker is well what's your definition of success my definition of success i would say is just being here, you know, just living, you know, going through the motions one step at a time, taking it one day at a time. You know, if you if you get to the end of the day and you're really happy with what you did throughout the day, you know, that's success in itself. So a hundred percent. Good. I, I like that one. And the, the reason I asked that is because everyone gives a different definition. And, yeah. And I think all of them are just just so right. You know, right. Um, is there any, any podcasts, any books, anything that you would recommend to people that are listening to us? Um, definitely the KG podcast. They are amazing. I had, like I said earlier, I did an interview with them uh, a couple weeks ago. So really nice guys. And uh, I like what they're doing. And also I listen to, uh, the mindset mentor, 
uh, with Rob Dial. He's very good. He's got some really good episodes, so I suggest listening to him. Awesome. Well, thanks so much. Thank you for for sharing uh, your story. Uh, yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, and I think it's you know it's inspiring, and I think uh, it's good to people for people to understand and to to hear people that are, have a similar story. They struggle, and then they, like you mentioned, they hit rock bottom, and then they they come back up stronger. And you know, and just like uh, that quote mentioned, like you get challenged, but then mm -hmm. it change you, and then you get better. And yeah. I think that's what life is about. So I really appreciate you sharing that. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Of course.